0: Welcome to Broads and Books, the podcast with one unique theme, four handpicked book recommendations, and two broads. I'm Amy. And I'm Erin. And this is episode number
1: 15, Mirror, Mirror.
0: Mirror, Mirror. On the wall. Who's, Who's the, the fairest, fairest?
1: <laughs> of them all? Which sort of feels like a direct hit. It really does. I'm sorry my skin's yeah. see-through. That doesn't mean I want an evil witch after me.
0: being an ass. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I Can I tell you that I found that queen in Snow White terrifying? But I thought you liked Mad I queen. love Mad Queens, but she was terrifying. She was terrifying. Because she wasn't ragey. No. And that's... <laughs> <laughs> Woo! there's a different level of crazy when you can keep it in like that and then
0: just be that calculated <laughs> you know what though i think that queen directly relates to our theme today because like she was internalizing all sorts of stuff she was you know she was. and our theme today is all about body image body image it's about how our bodies are viewed mm-hmm. the things that that view does to us like turn you into a crazy woman a um, murdering murdering Poison to apple your lady, your stepdaughter. <laughs> yes, yeah, see?
1: That's the logical next step. <laughs> to be fair, in terms of body image, mean, she was covered head to toe. She was. <laughs> she was never letting anything out. Like, I don't know. <laughs>
0: having a bad week. I'm just going to wear this, okay? Also eat this poison apple and die. But also insisting <laughs> that the mirror tell her that she is the most beautiful one in the land. Which,
1: correct me if I'm <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Not to do a deep dive on Snow White, but... Right. Did she put a spell on the mirror to be able to speak? Or it was just it's just one of those things that exists in a magical kingdom. It's
0: just one of those things you got to accept, Aaron. Okay. Just let it happen. Because
1: then I was thinking, I mean, we could make a magical mirror. You <gasps> could just tape record nice messages and put it behind your mirror. Yes. And then just be like, mirror, mirror. <laughs> and hit play. Or you could, if you were fancy enough and got like a remote version, you could like turn it on and it would oh be like, God, yes, you are the fairest. And make- by that I mean, you're pale. <laughs>
0: So you would go reality-based. I would be like, you know, have the mirror tell you some real great things about yourself. Like, hey, Mm. you know the way you're filling out those jeans today? Looking good. Looking good, lady. Mm -hmm. Oh,
1: I feel like that could take a turn. You'd end up punching the mirror because it'd go too far. (laughs) You'd be like, what? How
0: dare you? (laughs) We're forgetting we're recording these messages for ourselves. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, it's not not actually a
1: magical mirror. Wow, I really got off track there. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Recording for ourselves so you could say anything. Yeah, that's true. But I I mean, maybe we can look into magical
0: mirrors too. I mean, we could make one. (laughs) We could harness some magic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Do
1: they have a good as it
0: gets mirror? (laughs) (laughs) Well, today you're as good
1: as it gets, kid. (laughs) You put in minimum effort and it shows. Congratulations. Bar achieved. (laughs) Good thing I'm not a full length mirror, because <laughs> that decision <laughs> ill advised.
0: Smart on keeping it a head sized mirror. Yeah. <laughs> also, your head's ginormous. <laughs> <laughs> wow,
1: Ooh. this took a turn. Yeah, wow. As all right, per sorry. Usual. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what's going to happen. Well, mm. okay. So, we, really being serious, so we we did pick some picks that are about body image. Yes. So we were kind of in the headspace all week of thinking about. Beauty and society yes. standards of beauty and all of those things. So, Amy, what is one
0: beauty routine that you refuse to partake in? Oh, you know what I refuse to partake in? Uh, tell me. Mandatory makeup. You know what? Is there mandatory makeup? Well, for some people that I know, okay. there is. Okay. All right. Like, um, Going back to, you know, the days of watching my grandma every morning put her face on. Put her face on. And if she, a, hadn't, yeah. <laughs> if she hadn't put her face on, she's not going out into the world. No. That's, of course, then indicating that she has a face that only exists to the rest of the world that is then, like, acceptable and her own non-makeup face is not I don't know. Yeah. The thing is, uh-huh. I don't like wearing makeup that much. Okay. And since I work at home, screw it. Yeah. I'm not wearing makeup. Yeah. I refuse to every morning put on makeup and then just have to wash it off at the end of the day. What? It's a lot of work. Yeah. No. I mean, it's just me and Fiona. Fiona doesn't give a crap if I'm wearing makeup. Although, <laughs> maybe she does. Fiona is cutthroat. I'm gonna say she's got a journal entry about that somewhere. <laughs> I feel like I have my own mirror mirror magic mirror and it's her and it's always cutting comments fiona it's always i look at her and she's just got that judgment yeah she's like oh really oh that's that's what you're doing today maybe put that makeup on today
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm gonna step in here as your your pet and tell you
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: let's go ahead with a few swipes of that mascara. Okay, I like that you called it mandatory makeup. Yes, video. that was
0: good. Fuse. Yeah, okay. All right. So Aaron, what's the worst beauty disaster you've ever had? I bet you've got some good stories. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say you've done a, a thing or two. I have. I've maybe done a this thing way. or
1: two to myself. Yeah. Um. Okay, well... This one stands out in particular and this was like high school. So Mm. let's keep this in mind. But I, uh, thought, you know what? I'm going to do something different with my hair. Yeah, you are. And so I, not understanding how to use the tools because this is pretty like YouTube and you could watch a 20 minute video and learn. Okay. So I used one of those. Like it looks like a round comb, but it warms up. Oh, dear. Yep. And I have kind of naturally wavy mm-hmm, hair. Mm-hmm. So I didn't understand. I was trying to use it like a curling iron. Yes. I didn't understand that it was like a comb-based product, even though, oh. I mean, it looks like one. I should have figured that out, but I didn't. And I rolled it to the top of my head. So I had hair like, like around a vacuum. You know, it gets sucked uh-huh. around. That's what essentially uh-huh. the end result was. Okay. And I panicked. because I couldn't get it out and then Uh. your hair is just like on a hot thing it's starting to like burn it's becoming a problem right so I did the only what I thought was the only (laughs) logical solution and I cut it I cut it out but I'm an idiot and I didn't cut it like I cut the patch I call it the patch now it became lovingly known as the patch so I had like a piece of hair like right towards the top of my crown that was just like spiky and sticking up because I had to cut. I didn't even try to loosen oh. it and maybe cut it so you could blend you it like a bang. It. I just
0: <laughs> it right down,
1: cut it off. And then I had this patch that you can do nothing with. Oh. And what are your options? If you cut it shorter, <laughs> it's just going to grow to that length at some point And you've lost, <laughs> you've lost the length. Like you can't wet that down. It's not gonna no. you're not gonna keep a patch down.
0: No. That hair patch, patch is an angry patch. Mm-hmm. Like, look what you did to me. It was just
1: sticking straight up in the middle of my hair. Wow. Mm-hmm. I did everything I could. I mean you kinda comb your hair different, you try to keep it, but throughout the day it's gonna come out.
0: Oh man. How long would you say it, it took for the patch to sort of start growing out and become not I mean, so much? It
1: a had patch. a nickname, so I think it's clear of that. <laughs> No, for a long time it existed long for a,
0: a long period of time can yeah. you still when you look in the mirror can you tell where the patch was i no. okay no That's i've
1: good. lost that yeah good. i think and i think i discovered shortly as it grew out just a touch if i did like a real tight ponytail to the yeah. back it would kind of keep it more contained but still like little oh. pieces would <laughs> sneak out like after volleyball oh. practice it'd be like whoa whoa I O patch I, i'm
0: picturing just like little antenna. <laughs> But just up. on one side. <laughs> At
1: least that would have looked like I did on purpose. Like I was you, you know just had one antenna. Yeah, I just had one yeah. one side. uh-huh It's like what happened there? Don't worry about it, okay? It's how my hair grows.
0: It also reminds me of how you um fall down the stairs and you throw your coffee away <laughs> <laughs> you panic and you throw it away. Why is everything so extreme with you? I me? don't know, oh but you panic. I very do not easily. operate in a
1: gray zone, no. clearly. <laughs> I mean the logical thing to do would have just been like move it a little bit and cut nope. it no nope, 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 just straight panic. Straight panic. <laughs> panic <laughs> snap. Oh god, that was worse. <laughs> Yeah. So thank God I didn't have a magical mirror then that could talk yeah. to me because it would have just said nothing to say. What did you do? It would just be like the open mouth look. Just, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I know I'm like, supposed I, to say something I, here. I and, got nothing. I think you've punished yourself enough. I think you have. Yep. <laughs> oh, I tell you. Well, so that was kind of, I, it was middle school, high school. I was really yeah. young. So if I could go back, I would tell my middle school self not to do that. Not to
0: panic and but cut your if hair off. you could go back to oh, your middle school self, yeah. what's one thing you would tell? Well, funny enough, I have two things, and one of them involves hair as well. Ooh, yeah. okay. Um, the first one, though, is, hey, middle school Amy, when you see those girls in the cafeteria that are pouring Slim Fast packets into oh, their milk cartons oh. and eating apples and Slim Fast slash milk as lunch... Don't you dare think that you need to start doing that. Oh, your dude. body is fine. Yeah. Two, you know that wavy, curly hair you kind of want? Well, first, if you just be patient, you'll find out your own hair does that. <laughs> and please don't go in sixth grade to get a perm. <laughs> and Get the tightest roll perm you have ever seen in the land. So much so that when you show up to sixth grade the next day, they say it looks like a popcorn ball that's red. And <laughs> the perm stayed in my hair for a good three years, oh just slowly working itself out. Yeah. And then when it was done, like a few years later, I was like, oh, wait, my hair just does this now. If I just let my hair do what it wants, this is what happens.
1: Oh, my god! So you
0: just wasted time, money, energy, everything and the ruining of popcorn balls <laughs> <laughs> obviously there are Great very right out yes, the window there are very few photos that have um uh, been saved from this time because i just destroyed them all oh, but good for you there's Oh, wow. oh i'll have to show you i would love to see it because it's me at christmas probably a few months after this braces red popcorn ball hair and pink pink sweatsuit I'm looking good. Pink sweatsuit. Get, yeah. get it. Mm-hmm. Get it. Yeah. So those are two things I would say, like, maybe ease back. Yeah. Think okay. about these things. That's fair. Before you do that. That seems valid. Yeah. Yeah. I like what you did there. Whew. So, Erin, mm-hmm. we've talked about how we as young women maybe did some silly things yeah. in the name of beauty. Yeah. I think we're not alone. No. In that action. Mm-hmm. If you had to speak to a room full of young women. About to go off to college. What would you say? None of this shit matters.
1: (laughs) Not a dang thing. You go, you get that degree. It does not matter. Drop out? Doesn't matter. Dating that guy? You think it's the end of the world? Doesn't Doesn't matter. matter. You don't like that girl that you got for your freshman roommate? Guess what? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Met some good friends? Good. That's great. That matters. The rest Mm -hmm. of it? Doesn't matter.
0: You're absolutely right. Doesn't matter. All the things that you worry yourself over? Mm -hmm. Don't give a don't shit matter Mm-mm. you
1: spend the time being you mm-hmm. doing what you want and you'll come out the other side fine yeah don't waste all that time Mm-mm. that's what i say doesn't matter <laughs> so put that on the college poster
0: <laughs> that's inspiration for you right there i think every guidance counselor in high school should tape that and just you know play it it doesn't matter for yeah yeah
1: Maybe they could make me into a accessories poster. Yes, just me, like the magic mirror face, uh-huh. and then just like doesn't matter. I don't know why I, why I had to be like that, but <laughs> doesn't matter. Try out. I like voices. how your magic mirror got real deep. Oh yeah, like a deep baritone. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Somehow that's more convincing Somehow than me. Oh, it's more convincing.
0: <laughs> it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. You're absolutely right. Because by the time you get to college, all that stuff you did in high school, all the grades, don't matter. Once you get out of college, no one gives a shit no. about your GPA, no. about all the ex- extracurriculars. No.
1: It does not matter. All that time you spent worried about that poetry class that you're basically failing. Nope. Nobody cares. Nobody ever asked if I took that class. Oh. Nobody asked what my grade was in that Mm-mm. class. Does it matter? Mm-mm. And what's the statistics? Like, how many people actually use their degree post? Very few, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. If you understand that it's basically a game mm-hmm. to see if you can play a game, mm-hmm. you'll be a lot better off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so, excellent advice. If you'd
1: like me to come speak to your college bound children, <laughs> I'd be happy to.
0: What I'd like you to do is speak at a college graduation <laughs> and just be like, you know what? The last four years did not matter. Real quick, look under your seat. <laughs>
1: That's your student loan bill. And now, <laughs> now I'm about to tell you something real crazy. You spent all that money and it doesn't For matter. Nothing. They let someone like me
0: speak at your college graduation. <laughs> so that proves to you. Shows to you what's really this matter. This doesn't matter. Oh, at all. You would be an epic college graduation would be like,
1: <laughs> I'm afraid that... Sometimes those situations, I get a little too amped up, you know, oh, I get a little yeah. crazy with power. I feel like I come out like 10 seconds in, <laughs> mic drop, and then be like, oh, God, I still have to use that.
0: <laughs> and then I'd just be trying to like shout. I'm thinking you'd be like the Kavanaugh SNL skit where like, I'm going to start at 11, <laughs> I'm going to take it up to 15 real fast. <laughs> just flipping <laughs> the pages in my binder. <laughs> Not out of anger, just real excited. Yeah.
1: But sometimes I can be mistaken that way. Sure. My amped upness. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, well oh, okay. that I'm sorry about that. <laughs> so Don't apologize for anything. You're right, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh
1: Well, so speaking, like we said, we've spent a lot of time this week diving into this topic, Mm -hmm. which is probably where the It Doesn't Matter came from. Absolutely. A lot of it was like, hey, it doesn't matter. I absolutely agree. And I think a
0: lot of our picks, that's what some of the the characters come to. Like all this stuff we're so freaking worried about. So worried about. Does not matter. So much
1: time on. Doesn't matter. Yes. That sorority that didn't let you in, but let your other five best friends in. First of all, doesn't matter. Mm -mm. Second of all, key the shit in someone's (laughs) car. (laughs) I mean, What?
0: all of their cars yeah all of them greek letter schmeek letters yes that's what i would put right on the side (laughs) that's gonna take a long time to key into the car that's true
1: also you need to be very careful of car alarms if you're gonna do that just warning a lot of people have car alarms now they're standard it's true so yeah just be very careful very careful maybe use that selfie stick (laughs) a distance away and right and then you'd be further away for the running Right, 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 right 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 okay
0: wow Started. Okay. On that note, <laughs> <laughs> why don't I choose our first fiction pick yes, please related do. to our things. please do. And this is a pick that you've read as well, Erin. Yes, 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 It's called Dietland by Sarai Walker. It's a. It's a one doozy. of my faves. It, it really is. is. It yeah, is. I've it read is. it multiple times mm-hmm. and you and I have talked about this multiple yes, times. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to bring you in at the end here. Okay, just so you know. perfect. Yeah. So this comes from 2015. Mm-hmm. And in Dietland, Plum Kettle is the main character, and she is fat. At the beginning, she doesn't want to be fat because she's seen firsthand how people treat fat women in particular. So she does two things. One, she works anonymously as the ghostwriter for this teen girl uh, magazine, answering all these horrific letters, all these young girls writing in about trauma, about body image, and much more. But none of the magazine editors want her to be seen. So she's working anonymously. She's at a coffee shop. At the same time, she continues to diet as she's done her entire life. And by that, I mean she's counting calories, but she's also her denying her body what it needs. The goal for her is one day to be thin. Um, and to live her, what she calls her true life. And in fact, she names that person. She, she pictures like a slim person inside of her named Alicia will have the perfect life and the perfect partner and, and everything will just fall into place. And she's planning on doing the, the pretty horrific weight loss surgery to get herself there. But then she notices she's being followed by a young woman who introduces her eventually to the world of the Calliope House. It's run by the daughter of sort of a former, like, Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig-type diet guru. Um, This woman promises that she's going to pay for Plum's surgery, but first Plum has to do some tasks, like she has to go off her antidepressants. She has to do an extreme makeover. She has to go on some blind dates. Pretty painful. Yeah, that's rough. Meanwhile... There's some crazy shit happening outside in the world. There's a group of never-charged rapists that are dropped from an airplane to their death. There's a news magazine that's held ransom until they publish nude pictures of men instead of women. Fair is fair. It's a guerrilla group going by the name Jennifer that's getting more and more intense. And as Plum continues to follow these challenges, they start to really make her question what's going on, what she's doing to her body – Um, At the same time that the group is focusing on body image. So some truly bonkers stuff starts happening. As far as theme and why I chose it for this theme, I think it's probably pretty apparent, but there's a lot of reasons I chose this plum is putting her life on hold because she thinks that she can't be a person, a woman, a sexual being, a full functioning adult until she fits this standard for what women are supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. And, You know, I think all of you women listening will get this. I think all of us have probably felt this at some point in our lives. Maybe not to Plum's extent, but we understand the pressures that are put on what we're supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to fit this unachievable standard, right, of like thin and beautiful and young and nubile and pleasing to the eyes of men. But Plum goes through this journey that makes her see just how disastrous this really is. Uh, one where she ultimately says "f this" in utterly glorious fashion. Meanwhile, the the gorilla group is doing all of these things, and uh, the the two stories become sort of intertwined. I would yes, say. They do. Erin, you read and loved it. Yes, I did. What else would you say about it? Why do you think it fits this theme? What did you like about it in particular?
1: Well, I think the biggest part for me is that, just like you said, it's so universal. It's yes. this idea, and it, it's great at encapsulating the where that comes from in society and pointing out that it's this idea, this pressure that you're you can't live right until this this is handled. So put everything on hold. Yes,
0: until you get there. And there's yes. so there's this
1: unachievable goal for everyone. Mm-hmm. That you can't have the fullest life. You can't have the best life. You can't have any of that until you're, you know, at this level. Yeah. You're not Unless deserving Unless you're doing of this. It, yes. Right. Yeah. And there's no, there's not enough emphasis on what you're actually doing with your life. It's more about just what you present. Mm-hmm. And so there's, yeah, definitely a, a skewed value system there that I think is highlighted in this book in probably one of the best ways I've read.
0: Yeah. And to me, and I, I think we've talked about this too, this, uh, made me see a lot of things that I hadn't ever yes, seen. It made yeah. me think about a lot of things I Absolutely. hadn't ever seen, especially when it comes to Um, bodies and the size of our bodies. Um, There was a a show that was on briefly for uh, that adapted diet land. I would recommend um, if you haven't seen either, if you haven't seen the show or you haven't read the book, read the book. The book is so much richer. Uh, I think you get a lot more out of it. I think you get more of what you're supposed to get out of it. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes.
1: Yes, absolutely. I agree. I would wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, You have, this is absolutely a book you have to read first. and And what's
0: great is, you know, there's a lot of weighty stuff. Stuff taken on, but it is an entertaining as hell book. It like, is. You are yes. tearing through this because of the combination of the two plots, the sort of mystery, what's going on. Right. You get real invested in Plum very fast. Yeah. You, uh, yeah, you're taken for a crazy ride.
1: Yeah, it's it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a book that I couldn't put it down when I was mm-hmm. reading it. I mean, I it was like just have to keep reading, just have to keep reading. Yes. Like, yeah, I don't want to stop. Yes. So, yeah, very good. And yeah, it, it's a eye opener in a lot of ways and things that. It's just a different way of looking at it that really yeah. is able to say, "Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is messed up." So, mm-hmm. I think that's a great talent in writing to be able to do that to pull it off so effectively and still be entertained at the Absolutely. same time.
0: Yeah. And in fact, Sarai Walker, um, I think she got her PhD in uh um she did oh, now I'm completely forgetting the actual field, but it's very related to this. I think she did a lot of fat studies work. I think she did a lot of gender studies work and it all came together into this just gripping novel. It's amazing. Just, yeah, yeah, really amazing. I
1: know I, every once in a while, just Google her, look her up again because yeah. I'm just waiting for something yes. else by her because yeah. her writing was so amazing. I <laughs> like, when are you? So, Come on, are you do doing something, something? Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> if I was in her magic mirror, I'd be like, go oh, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no, this magic mirror going to, Tell us to write, too. Finish, oh, yeah. a book. Finish it. Stop so dicking around on Aaron's Instagram. <laughs> Aaron,
1: what? Why am I writing for her? <laughs> yes. Well, all right. Uh, the fiction pick that I picked this week is called uh, 13 Ways of Looking at a Fat Girl by Mona odd. So this is a book. It was published in 2016. Uh, the main character, Lizzie has had uh, body image and self-esteem issues basically since she was aware that her body existed sure. as many women do. Um, if not all women, uh, her friend, you know, growing up through elementary middle school, she has a really close friend that is always telling her, Oh no, no, you're the pretty one. You know, I'm the, I'm the one that doesn't look good. So you're already getting a sense of the female dynamics that Mm -hmm. are going on. So we follow her from young adolescence through adulthood in basically 13 vignettes. They're like 13 individual stories taken out of different points in her life. So it's not necessarily a linear story in that you know chapter by chapter we're moving right along. It's like, here's a story from middle school. Here's a story from high school. Here's a story from young adult. And then maybe we go back to high school. So It's, it's a very, first the structure is very interesting just in and of itself because it's almost like 13 chapters, but they're not really, they all stand independently. Mm -hmm. They could be pulled out as individual stories basically. Um, but we watch her struggle through the whole book with this idea of, again, I can't live my life until I have this perfect thing. Mm -hmm. And what is it going to take in my life to achieve that? So she goes through this transformation pretty early in the book where she decides that, yeah, she's going to do whatever it takes to have the quote unquote perfect body. So extremely restrictive diet, constant exercise to the point where it's it's like an addiction. Mm-hmm. Like it is all that consumes her life. It's all she thinks about. She doesn't go to social gatherings if there's going to be food there because she doesn't trust herself. Yes. I mean, it's it's such a weird headspace. But I feel like they that part is encapsulated so well. The the mental struggle and the internal struggle that she feels is I felt like the most relatable part, whether or not you are happy with the size you are or you aren't, or you feel like somebody's telling you you shouldn't be. I think everybody could relate to being in your own head and allowing that self-talk to prevent you from doing things that could otherwise be amazing. So I think that that is fantastic. It's a very raw book. It's funny in some spots, but it's tough. There's a lot of spots that are really emotional um, that the, Character is written with a lot of vulnerability. That the reader, it's not that she's a vulnerable person, it's more like you're getting to see that internal thought, Mm -hmm. which is a very vulnerable place for someone to be. But because of this, I wanted to specifically point out with this topic this week that because we're talking specifically about society and some of the standards, I think books like this, books like Dietland tough emotional topics that are so relatable, often direct criticism, mm-hmm. because people yes. don't want to face it. They don't want to yes. look at it. So for a little side extra, I went Ooh. ahead and pulled a couple of reviews <gasps> of this book. Oh my God. To show you what I'm talking about yeah. and to explain why I think this book is worth it and why I think you should read it. So here's one. A pathetic take on the oh. sullied, miserable creatures who inhabit the author's imagination. Couldn't waste my time finishing it. I never want to meet these creatures, their real life counterparts, or the person who created them. That sounds
0: real defensive, mister. Yeah. Because I'm imagining it's a mister. It wasn't. It wasn't. No. Oh,
1: that's even worse. I specifically worse. put picked. Oh no. Women. Uh, no, granted, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I specifically picked women because I wanted to take it to that yes. level to say that that's the extra layer Absolutely. is beyond society. Is that oftentimes we that's another thing. It. Yeah, females are sort of taught to turn on each other, or yes, can almost be the worst critics, and to say. I couldn't waste my time finishing it. I never want to meet these creatures or their real life counterparts, honey. Everybody has this. Yes, these are not this. She in her own head and her own her own terrible thoughts everybody has that. Mm -hmm. So you already met it. You're looking at it in the mirror. Mm -hmm. You're going to go out to coffee with it later. Yeah. Like it's everywhere. Every single
0: person. And the
1: thought that, and that's what I, why I specifically wanted to read a couple of these reviews because of the criticism it drew, because they were basically saying there was nothing redeeming about this character because she didn't have this aha moment and say, oh, I don't have to do this anymore. Or I do have to do it. No, you know what? It's real. It's slim. It's quick. It's a snippet of someone's life. It's not supposed to be the end all be all about the topic.
0: Yes, And you know, that's so true because we're trained almost to expect stories like this, especially if it starts with a fat woman, uh-huh. like only at the end, if they lose all the weight, can they be happy or yeah. achieve everything they're supposed to achieve. And yes. in this
1: one, there was some of the opposite where they're like, she didn't learn the lesson that that's not everything that life's about. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Because some people don't No, I mean, yeah. So here's another one hoping to gain some helpful insights about what heavier women experience. I recommended this book to my book club. I should have skimmed it first. The positives. I was surprised to read how a formerly fat girl had as many self-esteem issues when she became thin. The book was short. The negatives. I had to hide the book from my teen daughters because the (laughs) sex references are negative and show insanely bad judgment. And the writing is terrible.
0: Don't waste your time. By the way, as Erin is reading this, she's clutching her imaginary pearls. (laughs) I am. (laughs) (laughs) Which is amazing. (laughs) Yes, because,
1: oh my gosh, she still had self-esteem issues when she became thin. And wait a minute. So this was a theme. I picked this one because there was actually kind of a theme in some of the reviews that people were offended by the bad decisions she made because she had negative self-esteem. I mean, are you alive? Do you exist? I didn't know Candyland was a real place because that's obviously where you're living. (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? You don't think people make bad decisions because of their own self-talk or self-hatred or self-esteem issues?
0: It seems so problematic on so many levels. First of all, what are you expecting from literature? Yes. And, 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 you know, again, yeah, that's not human. That's not real.
1: Surprised to find out that person could have self-esteem issues
0: because I certainly don't.
1: That's like what the line wasn't it quite is. Written. You're right. Yeah, There's
0: a subtle undercurrent. Yeah. yeah. Just
1: a subtle, uh. and that's what we're talking about today is. is this the, all those subtle undercurrents that build up to a big thing in your mind. And it's people like this yes. who refuse to be real, which is the reason why we still have this and why it's an important topic and why you should read these books and you should tell everyone to read these books and you should take it to every book club. Just don't join hers because it sounds terrible. <laughs> This sounds like
0: a bad book club. Also, I like that we have promised public shaming in the past, and basically you're following through right now, and I'm real happy about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I – and I feel good about it. If I knew who this person was, I would write a
0: strongly worded email
1: and probably follow up with a few more. Come on, lady. So I say it's a roller coaster of a read, but it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So –
0: you said it's pretty raw, too. It is raw. It's, it's yeah, very quick. It's good it, yeah, it's okay. really
1: good. I just, it's something really, it's different. It's a different take on it. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not supposed to be the encyclopedia of self-esteem. It's one story. So you bet there's some bad decisions. And I would challenge someone to let me know if you haven't made any bad decisions. Because mm-hmm. uh,
0: we're going to say bullshit on that one. Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. bullshit. Mm-hmm.
1: And or are you the sugar plum fairy? Yeah. <laughs> Because apparently we're all still in Candyland.
0: You're very fairy tale and game focused today. I and am. I like it. I am. On it. <laughs> that Candyland gumdrop forest. Maybe part of it is you're kind of sick. So maybe I your know. head. Maybe it's all just.
1: <laughs> I am. I don't even know. Maybe it's all this allergy medication is just like I'm in Candyland. Nothing sounds better than a gumdrop. Good lord. You know what made me think of too? What? Did you ever see the Care Bear's phone? No. When you were- Oh, gosh. Okay. It was like this cloud shaped phone. Oh. And you could pick it up and you push buttons and then like different Care Bears would speak. That's oh. what this lady reminds me of. Like, you yeah. need that in your kitchen. Just pick
0: it up and be like, you're great today. <laughs> Care Bear stare. She doesn't want a mirror. She wants a Care Bear phone. Yeah, she yeah. wants a Care Bear yeah. phone.
1: And then if I ever got a hold of your Care Bear phone, lady, oh, watch weird. out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Man, that sounds like a great revenge plan to me. Look at this Care Bear phone I bought you. <laughs> Listen to all the
0: messages, all of them right now, every time. <laughs> oh, you yeah. know, Aaron, I love you, and sometimes you scare me. I you know. <laughs> As you were getting ready to read those reviews, there was a change on your face. Oh. You looked real steely. Yeah. You looked ready to go. I, I did. Like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Are, are you done? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I got to get back into my candy. Line. Yes, Amy. What's your nonfiction pick? I just don't want to piss you off Yeah, today. no, that's fair. Okay. I did just threaten to ruin Care Bear phones for
0: everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for other genre picks, yes. I chose a nonfiction pick, and the full title of this book I cannot say on our podcast because Fair we enough. try to, you know, maybe the evidence so far in today's episode doesn't bear <laughs> the fruit here. We try to stem some of our worst cussing impulses because off air, how would you describe us in our normal conversation and the the, the words that we use?
1: Dirty,
0: dirty sailors. <laughs> Straight up filthy. <laughs> filthy animals. <laughs> so the book, as I said, can't say the full one. It's called basically the effit diet by Carolyn Dooner. This is just brand new. Hot off the presses. Hot- <laughs> I
1: just pictured you with those like newsboy hats. Hot off no, the the Candied nuts and the oven.
0: (laughs) So, here, don't you dare let the title of this book fool you. If you for a second thought I was recommending a book about diets, you don't know me. I would have slapped her by now. It's (laughs) fine. You don't know the broads? No. Amy would never do that to you. So, the book here starts with a couple notions. One, dieting doesn't work, Mm -mm. not long term, anyway. And another notion, we are all dieting. Whether we really know it or not, no matter what it's called, whether it's called health, wellness, everything else that you can find on Instagram about, Mm -hmm. you know, healthy bodies, blah, 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 Mm blah. It's all dieting. Mm -hmm. And in fact, our bodies defy the entire idea of dieting. They see it as starvation. And our bodies are carefully evolved to weather sort of significant trauma, including starvation. So you restrict some food, you diet, you maybe lose some weight, you're gonna gain all that shit right back because your body's like, nope, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. I need to get out of this starvation mode. Mm-hmm. The info that uh, Carolyn Duner presented is kind of well-established in a lot of scientific circles. There's some really great books to read um, that are called Intuitive Eating and Health at Every Size that I encourage you to read as well. What I like about this book, though, is she is funny as hell. She's very satirical, very sarcastic. There's a lot of like, you know, I mean, the title in and of itself. Yeah. She says in her own experience, she was dieting for years, as so many of us were, until she just got to the point where she's like, F it. I can't do this anymore. This isn't working. This isn't, why am I even doing this? Right. Hence this in the book. She says that, you know, if we think about all the things that we learn about food as a kid as an adult as a woman in particular like we're not supposed to eat carbs right we're not supposed to eat sugar we're not supposed to eat fat we're not supposed to eat protein it changes every freaking day yeah anyway yeah um we can't lose weight or we can't control our weight because we're weak because we're lazy we're just not trying hard enough mm-hmm. yep yeah and honestly this turns us straight up crazy yeah. because you know we, we can't figure out what's wrong so we double down we try harder we fail harder in her book, she cries bullshit on all of this. And she says, when it comes down to it, our bodies are designed to take care of their damn selves. And if you think about it, like, our bodies are doing so many things without our say-so. They're breathing. Our hearts – yes, I was just like, Wait, what did I just
1: say? <laughs> our bodies yes. are making eggs and we don't even know it. I meant scrambled eggs, not like <laughs> – because they're making those eggs too, but –
0: Oh, my body pops popcorn and I have no idea. (laughs) It gets out of the night and it fries some steak. No, Uh, our bodies are breathing. Our hearts are beating. We're fighting infection. We're creating Mm -hmm. waste. All of this without any of our say so. So why do we try? Why do we prize this painful process of trying to control our bodies when it never is going to freaking work? What I really like about this in terms of our theme, obviously, this has a lot to do with our body image and who we think Uh, We are – what our body image is telling us about who we are. I like her tone. I like the what the F aspect of this whole thing. Um, It shows, too, how presumptuous and flawed our entire culture is. This sort of – it's based on the idea that we can control our bodies and that we should control our bodies, that we should direct all of our energy towards restricting what we're eating and working our ass off and everything – and then we're not spending that time becoming the actual person that we could be. We're yes. not spending that time, you know, curing cancer. Right. Writing yes. books. Yes. Whatever you want to Perfecting do. Perfecting the Care Bear phone. Perfecting the Care Bear phone. If you were worried about restricting your eating, Aaron, you wouldn't be able to do that. No, I wouldn't. Mm-mm. So that's a flaw right there. Mm-hmm.
1: Because the, the Care Bear phone would make me think of cotton candy, and then that would be all I could think about.
0: <laughs> Give me some cotton candy. <laughs> She says that constantly trying to eat the smallest amount of possible is what we're trained to do, right? Yeah. Which is so stupid. It's a miserable way to live. It doesn't work, so F it. And what's great about this book is if you've if this is all sort of brand new to you, if you haven't really thought much about diet culture, about you know the way that we teach our girls and ourselves about body image, she just breaks it down real simple. Like it comes down to one thing: freaking eat. If yeah. you're hungry, eat. Your body needs it, and that's why you're hungry. So stop making yourself crazy, just freaking eat. Yes, Um, And by doing that, then, you don't have to worry about – or you're going to have so much more energy to do all those things. You don't have to put your life on hold, which is what we were saying from our fiction picks as well. Um, I think that I I really enjoyed this book because I'd been reading a lot about um, diet culture and about – You know, like our our novel said about body size, about what we think about body size. Just her tone was so refreshing. The way she went about it was wonderful. Um, I like that ultimately it comes down to one thing. She says, it's time to give up the shame and start thriving, which is really what it comes down to. There's so much shame around our bodies for no real good reason. Mm -hmm. And if we can just let that all go, we can live our freaking lives. I think this should be required reading, Erin. I You've convinced me. <laughs> really, for anyone who's feeling bad about their body, but also just for women, I think we should all just be reading this. Yes. Because we are particularly susceptible to these messages. Yes. And it's all based on friggin' lies. Lies. Fallacies. Yes. Yeah. I was,
1: <laughs> wanted to say that word and I didn't trust myself for some reason. Oh. Well. My book kind of piggybacks on that and Ooh. the fiction Picks. Yes. Um, it was, this is a book that was published actually in 2006, and it is called Smashed Story of a Drunken Girlhead. Ooh. Girlhead. Girlhood. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. (laughs) So sorry about that. So this is a memoir that is a detailed account of the author's descent into alcoholism and addiction at a very early age. Mm -hmm. But essentially, the memoir is drawing the connection between not feeling like she was good enough, important enough, noticed enough. And that's sort of where all of this started. So to me, it is kind of the central concept of today is this message of whatever you are isn't good enough, so you have to keep changing it. Mm -hmm. And in her young hands, the way that that went was that she ended up drinking... To the point where she became an alcoholic. It was something that filled her every day and need. Um, the story is very gripping. It's heartbreaking. The tie into the girl head.
0: <laughs> wow, girl, <laughs> what is wrong with me? I don't know, but your brain is seized upon, girl head. That <laughs> sounds like a punk band. Like it should be the name <laughs> of a punk band, <laughs> and their hit song his name's smashed ma- yes yes yes
1: <laughs> so this is the the tie into her girlhood girlhood, Hood. and how it is to grow up female is universal and very thought-provoking Oof. just like the word girlhood. <laughs> <laughs> so it's another take on an age-old topic there's a lot of books that we could have picked but i think this one is is very interesting it's not glamorized you know her um, struggles with this are not glamorous, but the connection she draws at, to be able to look back at herself and say at a young age, I know this is what I was feeling and I can see the direct result of this. Mm-hmm. It's as important as anything else to me to say, we shouldn't be allowing young women to be going through that. Mm-hmm. I'd say again, it doesn't matter. So, it doesn't right matter. So... Because I did it on the last one, I decided to go ahead and pull a review of this one oh, too. Oh, I can't wait! Now the female, because I wanted again to point out how crazy the reviews
0: are on books and topics like this. Oh, I wish I had done this too because I've been seeing the same things with the Effit diet. Yes, the some of the pushback she's been getting. I follow her on Instagram. It's incredible. It's unnecessary yes. in so many ways. And again, I'm not.
1: I'm not saying I'm against reviews. I'm not. I hope that you notice that well, the ones that I'm picking are not actually anything about the story. They're not about the writing. They're just about this idea that someone else can't relate to it. Well, Mm -hmm. that's not a review. No. So here's one. I hate this girl. (laughs) I think she was melodramatic and obnoxious, and I don't know what her problem was. Wow. I found all of her statistical references to be preachy, and I found a lot of inconsistencies that bothered me. Her college experience didn't seem all that different from a lot of people I know. So I don't know why she got a book deal out of it. Oh, boy. I also don't know how she suddenly found so much clarity after quitting drinking for like a month. I think she's reaching big time in a lot of her observations and assumptions. Frankly, I hope I run into her in NYC <sighs> so I can tell her she bugs me and I hope she never writes another book. Oh, and that she needs to get over herself.
0: What in the what? Nailed it oh my god you didn't nail it you missed the whole point of the book you missed the whole point of the you don't also. know what it's about
1: oh my i got god. questions for you now honey like your college experience is it, it was it was it just a little too close to home mm, that's some what truths? i'm thinking there's some truth also just so you know you probably don't listen to this podcast but just in case you do she did write another book and it was a bestseller so boom mic <laughs> drop on you so anywho just pointing out that again yeah we're trained as part of society, and I feel like sometimes as females, to see the worst in each other. And someone was vulnerable and shared their story and drew connections. And what she got from it was, I hate this girl.
0: What do you think about that? That it it does seem like a lot of our picks today, and in this entire topic, it is about vulnerability in such a raw way. Mm -hmm. And to see it just lambasted so publicly. But we know this happens. Like my pop culture pick, I'll talk about that as well. But it's just, it's... It makes me hate humans.
1: It's it's tough. It's a tough balance. But then, and again, I can't be hypocritical. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. And I certainly understand if you didn't like the book or you didn't feel like you personally could relate to it, I would challenge maybe another read of it. But if you can't, that's fine. But saying that you hate this girl or that that's you think i mean you're not called it's not productive and that's exactly what we're talking about today this is exactly why we exist in this type of world it's exactly why society is successful at these messages being drilled down into us is because there's people that are willing to say something like this and not feel bad about that Mm -hmm. or not say well that's not valid yes
0: And you're right that I I like that for the previous one and this one, you picked women who are cutting down other women because yes, we are trained as part of our body image. It's a competition. Yes. We are supposed to compete against other bodies about against other, you know, just women in in general. And it comes out in really ugly ways. It does. So, oh, yeah, it's a good one. Also, I think you have a career as an audiobook narrator because (laughs) first off. The way that you were reading that was wonderful. Watching you do it was even better. <laughs> she was really getting into oh, yeah. it on this end. It was read. wonderful. Yeah.
1: yeah, I read that review a couple times because I couldn't actually believe it. I hope I ran into her.
0: Like, that part yeah. just sounds... Oof. I mean, you joke about stalking, but this lady isn't joking. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know why she got a book deal out of it. That sounds like someone who's gotten sounds, a book proposal yep. rejected. Exactly. Sounds oh. like someone who wrote their own memoir that was shit yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> oh all right wow bring us into some pop culture i sure will okay and you know what i'm gonna pick what it's a show starring broads and books favorite AD bryant <gasps> on shrill on hulu oh, i know you just started it I just started it's very exciting That's i can't crazy wait to that, hear yeah. yeah what you think of it as uh-huh, it continues uh-huh. um in shrill annie is a woman who is fat who works as a reporter in Portland, and she's pretty comfortable with herself when it comes down to it. But over the course of six episodes, she decides she's sick of being told by others to hate her body. Because really unconsciously, it makes her feel that she's not worthy of things. Everything we've been saying this past hour. Uh, Annie is in a weird relationship where he pretty much hides her, and it's, it's pretty hurtful to go through that, but she's been accepting it no longer. She's in a working relationship where the boss looks down on her. She starts challenging that in some really great and public ways. I can't wait until you get to that episode. When she starts to write about this, she gets some really vicious, truly terrible online trolls. Those kind of comments that you just read, but to the umpteenth degree, degree, both men and women. Uh Just people that are horrified that a fat woman could be confident in herself, defy standards, and still be living in the world. There's a lot of similarities from Shrill to Dietland and a lot of our other picks, but uh, because Annie in many ways isn't letting herself live a full life uh, until she really digs in. And there's some really beautiful moments that I, I can't wait until you see and really any of our listeners. There's one where there's a pool party all for fat women. Annie goes at first in a a full like long sleeve shirt and jeans because that's the way that she's been taught to sort of cover her body when it comes to these situations. But there are these beautiful women in swimsuits, dancing, swimming, drinking. And by the end of it, she is dancing her ass off in a swimsuit, swimming. It's it's absolutely glorious. There's another scene where she has, and I'm not ruining anything, just, you know, there's another scene where she has, uh, um, some really good sex, unexpected sex with a pretty hot dude. And afterwards she goes to the kitchen and she eats some freaking noodles and the look on her face of just feeling her body, feeling real good in her body, feeling like I am enjoying what just happened. I'm enjoying the food I'm eating. I'm pretty happy with myself and my life. It is absolutely glorious wonderful yes it's based on um the book of And have you read uh, i have Shrill? it that's okay. what i was going to ask you yeah okay and i think it's a book of essays right. by lindy yeah. west and uh i i know that this is so therefore sort of an adaptation a fictional adaptation but i know that lindy west was also very involved in the production of this so it's just an absolute very quick six episode half hour each uh binge go for it it's wonderful
1: great I'm glad I already started it. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my uh, pop culture pick this week is a documentary. It was uh, released in 2016. It's called Embrace. And it was released by an Australian photographer named Taryn Brumfit. Um, so essentially, she had three children pretty like back to back pretty quick. So she said prior to that, you know, she was aware of kind of the society standard, but she just didn't pay that much attention to it. Um, and then after she had her kids, she had this desperation to get back to this pre-baby body. Like, I got to get back. I got to get back. I'm not happy with myself. I got to do this. So she had a friend who was a personal trainer. And her, so her, this friend suggested that, well, why don't you enter like a bodybuilding competition? Then you'd have like this goal. You can work out with me. So she does. And she spends umpteen months um, restricting her diet severely, um, spending tons of time at the gym, gets in this crazy, you know, gets this crazy bodybuilding body, basically. Um, goes to the bodybuilding competition on stage, has like a aha moment of, I'm not any happier. <gasps> than I was before. I'm actually less happy because I spent all that time away from my family. Mm -hmm. I sacrificed social outings because of food related things. I sacrificed time with my family because I was making or preparing special things. And I did it under this guise of being healthy, but in reality, I'm not any healthier. I've done crazy things to get to this stage.
0: Probably unhealthier. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so she decides, you know what? I'm done. I'm not going to do it anymore. So she she stops the extreme working out. She says, I'm the type of person who likes to be active. So I ride a bike. I go for a walk, whatever, but it's because I want to not because I'm burning calories or trying to figure out how that's going to make me look. It's just something that we do as a family. So she was out to dinner after this happened with some girlfriends and they were talking about this post baby situation and not feeling good about themselves. And on the car at home, she was kind of devastated. She's like, how do I help my friends feel better? You know, as a, as a good female friend does, you're feeling bad. You want to cheer them up. So when she gets home. She's a photographer, so she had a lot of pictures of herself she had done um, and had someone else take some pictures as part of something else that she was doing. But she posted on Facebook a before and after picture. Now, when I say before and after, for most people, that is usually an overweight person and then a person that's thin Mm -hmm. and they look night and day emotionally like this person's unhappy, this person's happy. Magic, Mm -hmm. right? So she did the opposite. It's a before and after. The before is her bodybuilding picture and the after she's naked. I mean, you know, her, Uh all of the certain important parts are covered up, but, and it just shows her in her natural state as she is, which is obviously not this, you know, crazy bodybuilding body. And she called it her before and after. So she describes in the documentary, the moment when she posts this and like her husband phone, her phone, the computers all start dinging and it goes viral. It's really funny, too. They do an interview with her husband. He's like, I didn't even know what going viral meant. (laughs) So so it goes viral because everybody is just floored that someone would put this out there and post it. So she decides, because people start writing her and saying, oh my gosh, this meant so much to me and tell their stories that she's going to turn it into a documentary and travel around the world and hear people's stories of their aha moments or moments that they were Shamed because of their body, or shamed because of body image, or um, when they finally decided, No, I've had enough. And she talks to celebrities, she talks to supermodels, she talks to regular, average, you know, people on the street. She does all of it. So she travels. The documentary is all these interviews. Um, There's this great moment where she runs a marathon. Um, and she dedicates it to the, the trolls and the fat shamers and the health shamers that tell her she's not healthy because she doesn't look a certain way. Um, because obviously, as you would guess, as I've said about the other things, Mm -hmm. she got an enormous amount of negative feedback as well from people. So. That's what the story is, that it's an hour and a half documentary. It is brilliant. It's simple. It's, it'll make you think, uh, you love her cause she's just so down to earth and the interviews she gets and the things that these people have to say are fascinating. I mean, just, she talks to at one point, she talks to a model who is considered plus size, even though she's the average size of, you sure. know, every American mm-hmm. woman, um, And she is talking about how she realized that she never had a desire to be a supermodel after she did her first show, because she was backstage with the people who were the stick thin, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and they were eating cotton balls, uh, dipped in Gatorade to keep themselves full so that they didn't want food. And she said it was the weirdest. She said they, that group of people in particular, and that had been her experience. Otherwise was that all they do is talk about food. Cause they're so deprived because they're that's starving. They they're literally about. starving. And she yeah. said, I wanted my life to be more than that. I don't want every minute of my life consumed by calories in calories out. Did I work out? Did I do this? How does this look on me? How does that look on me? And it, that's the overall message from pretty much everyone in the documentary. It's fantastic. So wow. I would highly recommend it. It's a quick show, but it's really good. In uh, 2018, this June, she just started a new campaign because um, she's going to do an embrace kids documentary. <sighs> I could go That's through amazing. Yeah. yeah, So fantastic. She became kind of this face of this whole, they call it the embrace body image movement. Check it out. It's awesome. Wow. Yeah.
0: Multiple things. Yes. One, fantastic way to end this episode because it sounds like exactly the kind of affirming
1: yes. thing yes. we needed. Yes.
0: Um, two. So Aaron texted me yesterday saying that she was watching a documentary and she'd been crying for a half an hour afterwards and then that she was going to talk about it today i thought this was going to be terribly traumatic i'm so glad that this was sort of a happy cry it was it was just like
1: a really well it was a double It was a, it was a dual cry. And I get that. I'd feel the same way. Oh my gosh. That's so wonderful. Which can make me cry. And then it was also like, people are the worst. (laughs) Cause they, it's towards the end, they were talking to her husband about some of the things that were written about her and how devastated he was for her and how angry he was. Cause one of the things was specifically that they talk about was somebody, cause it was the before and after picture wrote, I feel sorry for a husband cause he thought he did pretty well. And then it turned out, oops. And he, they cut to him and he's like, I, I guess, cause I, I only married her for how she looks. Right. And the way he says it makes it sound like such a ludicrous idea. Yes. You know, like who would think that? But then you're like,
0: well, yeah, that's what a lot of people think. It is what so, a lot of people, which is so wrong too. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. and he, Yeah. Very, 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 very good. Very wow. interesting. Her whole story is interesting. The people she talks to in there are fascinating. Lots of different stories.
0: It's it's wonderful. Where did you find it? Because I, now I want to watch
1: um, it. Um I watched it on Amazon Prime because okay. I have that. So I'm not right. sure where the other formats are, but, okay. but I know you Amazon can Prime. get out there. Yeah. Excellent.
0: Yes. Wow. I'm so glad we ended on a Yes. Up sort a of note. uplifting. Yes. You know, sort of the magic note. mirror would have been like this is a good way to end it. Solid You're looking good. Pick, girls. Solid gold. Solid
1: oh, <laughs> yeah. We brought back the solid gold. Brought it back. Also, I feel they need to apologize to our listeners because I cannot breathe. I don't know if you can hear that. That's not podcast. I was going to blame it on Podcat and say she's just up by the mic. No, it's me. Nope. I literally can't breathe. That's okay.
0: You're having trouble breathing. I'm having trouble with burping. So we're having a great... <laughs> great recording session it's perfect. today. It's perfect. Yeah. It's so you, you get it all. You yes. get it all when you listen to Broads and Books. Sure do. So I think that's uh, I think that's it yeah. on this episode. I think yeah. we covered a lot of ground. We did. A lot of good stuff.
1: So a lot of much good stuff.
0: Um, we are going to be back next Wednesday as always. But in the meantime – Head to our website, broadsandbooks.com, and check out all the recommendations we made in this episode and all the things that we mentioned.
1: Yes, absolutely. And also on our website, or if you are so nice as to subscribe to the podcast, Mm -hmm. you get bonus material.
0: Sure do.
1: Things like us taking those stupid quizzes that come in those
0: terrible women's magazines. you can follow along. Yes. We give you the links. Do it. It's amazing. It's so amazing. You know, while you're um, listening to us, Mm. or, hey, surfing the web nobody does that (laughs) surfing the web web. surfing the web to our website to check out the bonus material Mm -hmm. you can also give us a review yeah you can we've been getting some wonderful reviews (gasps) on all the different players god we love them
1: every time we get one i
0: know We get giddy. I
1: do. And you can make us giddy. And you shoot right up to the top of my favorite people list. Sure do.
0: We have a list. And you're on there. (laughs) I don't think I don't. Keep a notebook. So get on that list. Yes. Leave us a review. We'll love you forever. Maybe you're not ready to leave a review. Fine. Mm.
1: Okay. Listen to our backlist. You'll leave a review after that. Yeah, for sure. Otherwise, give us a theme idea. Oh, my God. People have done that. We love that too. Yes. Love it.
0: Can't wait. And even if you don't have quite a fully formed theme idea, if you have a favorite genre you want to talk about, if you have a question, if you have like, you know, what's good picks for this certain area, man, we can do something with it. it. We will take it and run. Yes. Yes. So you can do that. By contacting us via email, which you can find on our website, yes. or reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the places. Everywhere. Mm-hmm.
1: Happy reading.